what are some of the mindsets that you see often that people are overcoming to become that CEO in their business? Oh my goodness. So many. Um, I think a lot of people don't trust themselves to make a good decision. And so people kind of, we like to research. We're that generation now. We love to research a ton, watch YouTube videos, dive into podcasts, all that great stuff, because we don't trust ourselves. I think, um, that you're like, oh my gosh, like I could never do this or I'm afraid to make a mistake. So I'm just going to research this until I have a headache and do nothing. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Uh, This is a photography podcast for photographers and creative entrepreneurs to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Uh, My guest on the show today is Alora Rochelle. She is a wedding photographer and educator based in Detroit, Michigan. Um, She also hosts the podcast Hello CEO. Definitely check that out if you have not. Um, After this episode, of course, listen to her here and then go listen to all of her episodes over there. Um, She's also a business coach helping photographers grow and systematize their businesses to become more profitable. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, She's going to be sharing some strategy on how you can become the CEO that your business needs. Alora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here too. I'm excited to get to (laughs) chat with you. I listened to your podcast like Every I don't even know what days uh, podcast comes out Monday. now. <laughs> Mondays, cool. Oh, same yeah. same as mine. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect. I just like anytime that I see uh, your podcast, I'm like, oh cool. I'll listen to whatever Laura is talking about today. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, so it's fun to get to like talk to you face to face. But yeah, for for the listeners, could you give us a little background info about you and and what you do? Yeah. So, um, well, I'm currently still a wedding photographer, um, but I will be retiring my business as of like next year. So next year will be my last year, which is crazy, right? Um, Yeah. I wasn't sure, like uh, introducing you, I was like, I know she's like still a wedding photographer, but should I call her a wedding photographer since I know you're like (sighs) just a couple left for 2023 right now? I know it's bittersweet, but it's, I don't know. It's a good way to end the chapter. It wasn't abrupt. It's like very slow and yeah, it's been a long time coming. So anyway, I'm currently still a wedding photographer um, at the time of July, 2022. Um, But (laughs) I am also a business coach wedding photographers and I do specialize in teaching like systems and outsourcing and just like, I don't know, white glove client experience, like mindset. It's pretty much everything that you need to become like the CEO of your business and not just Mm. working and hustling and burning out and like booking a bunch of weddings and then I don't know, maybe falling off of social media. Like I believe in doing things strategically. Um, and I don't know if it's necessarily like my biggest, um, I would not say con, but pro, but like, I think of everything as business. And I think that a lot of people take on, um, their creative, um, their creative business as their identity. And so mm. everything is like, oh, if they don't book me, I'm an awful, awful photographer. What did I do wrong? There's something wrong yeah. with me. And I'm like, there could have just been something wrong in your system. Like, let's look yeah. into it. It's fixable. It's fine. It's not personal. It's business. That's going to be right. the advice that's changed my life. I found it. There yes. you go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. So, and where I, it says where I'm located, I'm like looking at your notes in the corner. Um, oh, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm located in Detroit. Um, but yeah, I've been a wedding photographer for about almost 12 years. It'll be 12 years next year. And nice. um, 
yeah. So I think that's that's a lot about me. I think did I cool. answer everything? That's the perfect. Yeah, yeah, that was good. <laughs> I love the um, it's not personal, it's business. Really spoke to like 2015, John, where mm-hmm. if someone didn't book with me, like I prided myself that everyone that I met with in person booked me. And yeah. it wasn't until years later that I realized I was charging way, way too little. Uh, so everyone oh. was just like, this is a great deal. I'm going to book you. Yeah, snag this guy. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. And I was just like offering discounts and stuff if they seemed even a little, a little bit hesitant about mm. anything um, because I wanted them to book me because I wanted them to like me. And I realized later that a lot of that had to do with like, childhood and wanting people's approval and that and I carry that into my business so whenever you're like it's not personal as business I was like yeah 2015 John listen to Alora I'm like <laughs> should have like listened earlier into childhood trauma I was like "Ooh, this took a good left turn oh yeah <laughs> I I'm love, all about diving into childhood I, trauma <laughs> same same I love psychology and all that stuff so like me too light bulb <laughs> a, um, like I, I took one psychology class in college and I was like maybe I should be a psychologist. This would be so much fun. And then I looked at psych like 201 or something. I was like, that's too much for me. I'm going to, I'm going to go grab my camera. (laughs) Right. I'm going to be a creative instead. Um, Mm. No, it totally makes sense. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's interesting. Like you start off because it's like, Oh, let me make something of myself. Let me do this. And if I do this, I'm successful. And if I'm successful, fill in the blank, right? Everybody has like that end goal. They want to like kind of prove to themselves. Kind of reminds me of like the hero's journey in every single movie. You know, the average guy who's given a Uh mission and they complete it and we're all like rooting for them. It's kind of like how it feels when you start a business. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. Because you're like, I'm not qualified to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And you're like overcoming all the things. And then whenever Mm -hmm. you finally like fill an entire wedding season you're just like yeah, yeah. i did it all on my own i'm a nobody's great help. business owner <laughs> i'm a great business owner look at how busy i am <laughs> i am so overwhelmed talking, <laughs> when you're talking about prices yeah i was like you realize you have not made any money and you're like huh i'm really busy but i feel really like burnt out and kind of poor what's going on here yeah 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 i started off um doing weddings for like 250 uh, for a full full eight hour day because I wasn't looking at the back end of it I was like this is like double what I'm making at my nine-to-five job so this is amazing and oh uh gosh. yeah quickly quickly I doubled that to making 500 a wedding um, that's but that's the spirit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <your> worth. <laughs> right yeah I was definitely worth more than 500 too but <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I for sure lost money those first couple of years, but, um, but yeah, it felt like I was successful because I, I hit my goal of shooting 15 weddings a year or shooting 20 weddings a year. And I felt successful because I was there, but I was, I had not a business owner at all. I didn't know what I was doing. I had, Mm. you know, taxes were just like, wait, I have to pay sales tax. What is this thing? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I got the whole, you know, call from the comptroller being like, Hey, so you haven't paid sales tax in two years. This is what we estimate that you owe us. And I was like, that is all of my bank account. Cool. This is, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, there was a lot of, of, of business CEO ship that, uh, that I needed to learn. And we're going to call this John's journey. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What not to do uh, by John Mansfield. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what this podcast is where I'm just like, so this is what I did. Uh, My third year in business. Don't do this thing. Perfect. We've all been there. Get freedom back into your life with Freedom Edits. Do you often feel overwhelmed by the endless supply of photos, the amazing photos that you've taken, and you're just needing to edit them now? And they're just piling up and piling up. I know the feeling. I feel you. I was you not too long ago. But Freedom Edits is a team of photo and video editors who absolutely love to edit. You know that thing that you don't really super enjoy? Maybe you really love taking the photos, but you hate editing. These people love editing. They are a unicorn. They are amazing. And what I love about Freedom Edits, other than regaining more time to work on my business and spend afternoons with my kids and evenings with my wife, is that they are very hands-on with feedback. They want to know all the little tweaks you'd make to their edits, and then they learn how to better match your style. Now, I hardly have to adjust anything when I receive galleries back from my editor, Nick. What is up, Nick? You are amazing. So head to lightdarkco.com slash freedom to get 30% off your first order. Their prices are hella affordable anyway for the amount of time that they save you already. So get 30% off lightdarkco.com slash freedom and get more freedom in your life. I'm really excited about the topic of being the CEO that your business needs. What does it really look like for um, for those like if you're running a business, but you're not that CEO? I mean, does it just look like what I what I just like shared um, about actually, my past yeah. journey? Actually, <laughs> yeah, you pretty much just set the stage. Um, no, there's a ton of things. There's a ton of things. Um, I don't know if we'll have like two hours for me to explain all of them, but I mean, for one, like mindset is the first one and then the most mm. overlooked one which thank you for introducing trauma because that's actually a really big one um yeah. you get to like revisit that in your 20s and 30s when you're trying to like prove to yourself that you are worthy of making x amount of dollars right uh-huh. um so there's mindset and then you know there is workflows like are you doing everything manually in your business because if so you're not operating as a ceo you're operating as like an admin or an employer. And of course I get it. We have to wear all the hats, right? We do, but we don't need to do that forever. We need to know how every single thing works. So eventually if we want to take a vacation, fall off the map, which is my lifelong dream to eventually just Mm -hmm. really do that. But you want to be able to delegate those tasks to somebody else, um, charging enough, charging enough to where you're actually profitable and But you can't do that if you're caught by mindset, which is why mindset is first. I think I have an episode called Why We Start With Mindset because it's essential. Oh, wait. Sorry. That was a private podcast. Just kidding. Um, Can we scrap that? (laughs) No. um, And then what else is there? There's so many things. Um, Having, like I mentioned before, like a white glove experience with your clients where they're just raving about you and they, they love what your company stands for. They love the way that they feel when they interact with it. I mean, think Mm -hmm. about all these like 
higher brands that you invest in, do you love the way that you feel when you walk into the store or wait, we're online shoppers here. When you go on their website, do you like the way right. that you feel? <laughs> yeah. So, Can you navigate around easily and not mm-hmm. just feel like you're getting sold to the minute the minute you get there with all the pop-ups and exactly. join my email list and do this thing and here's 30% off and yeah, all, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I love that you start with mindset because that was something for me that I felt like I was like, I understood numbers and some sort of business a little bit um, when I started mm-hmm. my business, but not really uh, much at all. Uh, I learned I, I felt like I, I knew it, but I, I really didn't. And it wasn't yeah. until I had changed that mindset because um, I was very hesitant, very against uh, outsourcing anything I wanted like. I know how to do this. My hands need to be on all of these emails going out. My hands need to edit all these photos and you know, no one's going to do it like me. And it wasn't until I changed that mindset of no, there's actually other people that are good at this and that's going to free me to be able to go do the things that actually bring in more revenue. Um, that's going to pay multiples of whatever I'm paying this other person to edit my photos or manage my inbox or all of those things. Um, but yeah, what are, what are some of the mindsets that you see often that people are overcoming to become that CEO in their business? Oh my goodness. So many. Um, I think a lot of people don't trust themselves to make a good decision. And so people kind of, we like to research. We're that generation now. We love to research a ton, oh, yeah. watch YouTube videos, dive into podcasts, all that great stuff, because we don't trust ourselves. I think, um, that you're like, oh my gosh, like I could never do this, or I'm afraid to make a mistake. So I'm just going to research this until I have a headache and do nothing. So that's a really popular one. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, The other one is, I think I refer to this all the time in my podcast, but like the whole market is saturated. There's not enough room for me. I could never do this because someone else is doing it. And apparently they're going to take all of my clients because I needed like a billion clients to be booked. So I think like people realizing there's enough to go around. And I think that would really help people um, be able to market more and think like, oh, if I just tell people that I'm available, like I'll book somebody versus like, oh, well. So-and-so is a photographer down the street and they're probably going to book everyone forever, like 50 clients a year, whatever people need to be booked these days. Um, But yeah, so those ones are like two really big ones for mindsets. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hear that saturated market all the time and, and the, you know, so-and-so is down the street. They have 10 years more experience than I do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously they're going to take all of the weddings, like, no one else is going. Yeah. There's like a record number of weddings in 2022 going on right now. And Uh they're all millions of them are going to be taken up. But oftentimes like the people who have been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years, um, we're not wanting to do 50 weddings in a year We're, I mean, I'm not wanting to do more than 20 and, um, and and that's like that mindset of there's a, a, so many people out there and or so many so many weddings so many gigs that you can book and also your neighbor down the street can book and 
uh, and like building those, those relationships. I'm a huge advocate of like relationship building and, um, community over competition and like sending referrals and all those kinds of things. And, uh, and that, that mindset I think is, is so huge to not be, uh, like the, uh, I guess that's what more like the, the scarcity mindset of, you know, um, there, there's not enough out there for me because it's saturated and because oftentimes we're doing the same thing that we see someone else doing. And that's why it's saturated because you're not, making yourself any different than them mm-hmm. yeah those are man those are those are some good mindsets to overcome um and like <laughs> and good reminders uh as well like even if you've overcome those like that's a good reminder to uh because it's it's easy to kind of like backslide sometimes especially with the last couple of years where you know we've had some, some rough times in the wedding industry and, uh, in the photography industry for sure that you can get back into that scarcity mindset of, Oh, I got to book all of these things and I have to, you know, it's, it's saturated again. Yeah. I feel like social media, like taking breaks from it, I think helps a lot because I feel like people consume so much content to where they really think that somebody's highlight reel is a highlight 24 seven, when we mm. all know a picture takes like seven seconds to take and you kind of move on with your life. Yep. <laughs> and you're right. I mean, if you don't differentiate yourself, then you may have you may be contributing to the noise. You might be the problem. So instead of copying what someone else is doing, why don't you find ways to differentiate yourself and use a different language, use a different brand? Um, not brand, but like maybe brand photos. And like not the same ones that you've seen everyone else take. And maybe you put your own little spicy spin on it so there's tons of things you can do but oh yeah i know it's hard in the beginning because um there's like this saying mel robbins has and it's like no one's coming like no one's coming no one's coming to pat you on the back and tell you you're doing a great job like you have to do that yourself you know you are your own hype person in the beginning Uh nobody's like oh my gosh you're so amazing you're an amazing photographer and you've only been in business for two minutes but like you're killing it no you have to say that to yourself you know (laughs) um so it's like it's a lot of work but once you get past all of that and you start crushing those mindsets and you go from scarcity to abundance you go from loss to growth um it's there's no like limit to what you can create and what you can do you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah I love that. And yeah, there's, there's no one out there, you know, except for like maybe a parent or someone or like your best friend who's just like, yeah, you're killing it. You're doing such a good job. I know nothing <laughs> about photography, but you're doing amazing. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Thanks. You're, you're my hype person. <laughs> I don't really believe you because you're my best friend. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So mindset, we got to do that mindset shift. What are some other ways that like the listeners can, kind of transition more into being that CEO in their business or even just like evaluate what they're doing in their business to see, am I actually the CEO of my business or am I just that admin who's doing everything? Okay. So was the question how they can make the shift or I think I lost the question. Yeah. (laughs) My, my, my questions are like, like three tiered and just like different okay. things, but yeah. Yeah. Like how they can make the shift or, um, or, you know, like some steps that they can take to analyze 
those next steps that they need to take? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is burnout. Like if you find yourself having brain fog all the time and you're really overwhelmed, you're always working, like you're never done working. You're always on the clock. You're always busy. Mm. You're always saying no to hanging out with friends or I don't know, doing something that sparks joy. (laughs) But um, that will be the first sign that you're doing everything Um, and you're probably working way too many hours, which is funny because like when you start off in business, you're like, I want to quit the nine to five. And there's like this statement of like, you quit the nine to five to work 24 seven. And people Uh used to wear that as a badge of honor. Like I quit my nine to five so I can work forever for myself. Like honey, no, that's toxic. Like, no, we don't want that. You need to track your hours. That should not be your goal. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the goal. We don't want to die like this. (laughs) So like being able to time yourself or maybe like give yourself, you know, I only work, I don't work a ton. Like I don't work a ton at all. Um, but it's only because I have so many systems in place that are like working and I'm just like checking on them or like following up, making sure like a, a gift was sent to a client or something like that. But that's only because I had to burn out for like two years straight to realize that I do a lot. And one of the things that was non-negotiable for me is editing. Like I don't have 60 hours 30 hours a wedding to just sit and glue to my computer. One, I used to get migraines. Two, I have two lovely children. They're young children. Okay. One of them like just went to school. She's just now going to kindergarten, but I just didn't have the time. And I was like, I need to free up my time so I can have a life for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, be able to spend time with my kids and not be glued to my computer 24 seven. Cause like who's watching them. So, (laughs) All the things. So yeah, anyway, burnout was my biggest sign. So I was like, let me, you know, outsource this. And I had a hard time. It was really hard. I was like, nobody can edit like me. Like, seriously, my work is one of a kind. I'm the best color. Like I call the most emotive images. Like I'm telling you everything that I'm talking about. I'm speaking because I've thought them, said them all the above. And, um, I've worked with a couple of editors and I have to say they did live up to the, they're probably not as good, but I eventually found a company that, you know, I have trained to call like me. I have trained them for the black and whites and all that stuff like that. And they deliver my images in like 11 days. Like, wouldn't you have like killed to have, I would have loved to have had my wedding images that soon. Oh my gosh. So in the end, it contributes to my client experience. My clients, I tell them they're getting their images six to eight weeks. They actually get them in like four or less. And so that makes me look better. Uh-huh. And also I'm stress-free at the price of however much it costs for the calling and editing. So, you know, it's kind of like that's CEO like tasks though. Like you realize that the most valuable thing is time more than money. You can make money anytime. You do not get any more time back. Every second that has gone by, we're not getting that back. You know, the clock is only ticking. So I know a lot of people like, oh, well, I just, I need money or this and that. Then charge more. Like there are so many things that you can do and you have to be able to like answer all of the, I don't know, objections you have with a solution. And so that's where I'm constantly like trying to find ways that I can free up more time, give myself more freedom and the freedom to also make more money if I wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I know if that, that answered. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Yeah. Okay. And like that, that just gives me even more, more questions for you Great. as I'm ripping my <laughs> headphones out of the computer. Um, but yeah, like I love that what you said with, um, 
the the headphones threw me off now um the uh finding finding solutions to the uh your objections and to really like evaluate where you are um because i did the same thing uh i was super burnout i had uh two kids when i started outsourcing i think i don't know my my oldest is almost two so uh, my oldest my youngest is almost two I was like um, that's my, really you got babies <laughs> yeah I got three kids under two no thank you Aww. um but yeah we've got we have a baby who is now a toddler um which is weird but um but yeah I think it was probably like right before she was born so a little bit like two maybe three years ago that I really started outsourcing um because I had those objections of no one can out no one can edit like me and, you know, no one can design albums the way that I can design, mm-hmm. like the layout of an album. And then I found that other people, um, that's their job and their passion and what they're really good at. And I was like, that's actually like like video editing. I used to do all of my video editing for wedding videos. And first time I outsourced, uh, I got the video back and I like. I started welling up with tears and I was just like, this is so like, like it was moving me. I was like, this is so much better than anything I could do. So yeah, you're hired. (laughs) But like getting past that mindset of I'm the only one who can do this and, um, and allowing others. um, and, And like you said, you've been through a few different editors and I've been through a few different editors where I sent them out. They weren't, the best and you know i think (laughs) feedback is amazing uh so you know gave them feedback and things didn't really change so i found a different editor gave them feedback and then they kind of like tweak things and i hardly have to touch the photos now whenever they come back um perfect which is which is amazing because before i was staying up till 2 a.m editing Mm -hmm. all these photos and then waking up at six with the babies. And it was just, it was so draining and I was burnt out in life. And the time that I had off, I, I wasn't really present because I was so tired or I was thinking about the Mm -hmm. long list of things that I had to do once the kids were asleep. And now I have all these things that are past due and, you know, upset clients that are just like, Hey, I thought you said eight weeks. It's been nine. Like I'm still, I'm working on it. I'm I'm (laughs) almost there. And like, I haven't even opened it. It's yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a rough time uh, in life and in business and, and, and yeah, really like, like you said, getting to that point of seeing, um, that I can, I can invite other people in to help me and to, to give me back time that I can use for spending time with my family and just like go into the pool on a Tuesday afternoon or, um, spending that time in my business, uh, or working on my business and like, up leveling my client experience or marketing, figuring out marketing and ads and that kind of stuff to bring in more business. Um, I think, I think that being mindful of overwhelm is a huge thing. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up as you can tell, that might be a, a, like a, a soft point for me of just like, yeah, yeah, be mindful of where you are and like, listen to your body, listen to, 
um, like your your work, uh, like work the, life the way that work life balance. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. So when we're feeling or seeing that we we are overwhelmed and we need those things, um, what are other than like outsourcing some things? How are we to become that CEO that we need? Um, well, first you have to reassess, um, the way that your company is running. And I think it's really important to, um, maybe do one of those matrix, like, is it like a tic-tac-toe board or is it just a plus where you kind of go through all the tasks that you're doing? Okay, cool. I don't know what kind of matrix I forgot. I did an episode on this. I don't know. Um, (laughs) but you have a matrix and then you're kind of like, kind of uh, brain dumping all the tasks that you do. And believe it or not, there's going to be a ton of tasks that you could delegate to like per se a VA. Um, And I feel like a VA is the perfect place to start. Actually, honestly, I think editing is the first place to start, like outsourcing your editing, because once you're able to let that go, I feel like that's our baby. Like our photos are our babies. And so when you're able to finally like cut the cord there, then it's like, oh, I guess I could outsource a couple emails. I could outsource, you know, I don't know, social media management, et cetera. So there's a ton of things there. But anyway, brain dumping all the tasks that you do every day or every month or whatever, and then just going through and like rating it and seeing, okay, this is something only I can do. Like literally probably one of the only things that I can do um, that's not associated with like my associate team is like showing up and shooting my weddings, podcasting. Nobody else can, I can't outsource me podcasting, but I can outsource mm-hmm. the editing. I can outsource the editing of the photos. Um, but that's pretty much it. Everything else can be delegated. There are some things that I actually like to do, so I won't delegate them. But also there's things that I have no expertise in, like no zone of genius. Some people are really good with audio editing. Who knew? Some people are actually yeah. really good at doing a bunch of things that you wear all the hats for. And you feel like in order to be worthy as a business owner, I must wear them all at the same time. Yep. And I will be very, very upset. And balance all of these hats. <laughs> all the things. And yep. I mean, it's a lot of work. It is. So to get past the mindset yeah. shifts, I think it's important just to put yourself out there, you know, let those first awful editors or, you know, bad hires, whatever, get them over with. Um, because there's no such thing as waste. You're going to learn a lesson. You're going to learn how to be a better leader. Like yeah. the thing about being a CEO is you're going to have to learn how to lead. If you're not interested in leading, then, you know, maybe it is better to like have the power of one. I think there's a book called The Power of One. So if you want to expand and scale, obviously, CEO status, delegate systems, all that other great stuff. But if you really just want to keep this like a very small business, just you accepting quite a little bit to few every year or whatever, that's fine. Like you can do pretty much whatever you want. But if you want something bigger and you want to make more money, then <laughs> outsourcing and scaling is the answer. And um, there's no such thing as waste. You're only learning more things. You're learning more lessons. You're learning how how to be the best version of yourself. It's all a big process. And you have to trust yourself, trust the process. There's so many different mindset shifts. Like it never ends. And when you think you're done and you're perfect, something else is going to hit you and you're going to be like, well, I thought I, I have arrived. I still uh-huh. have work to do, but it's okay. I think it's just a journey, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's a journey. And like your business evolves over the years too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I know like you mentioned that, uh, like you're really good at 
certain things and there's things that you have held on to that you could delegate to other people, but you enjoy doing it. And I think that's really important to look at those things that you really enjoy and be like, okay, I really enjoy editing. So I'm going to keep my editing. Um, Cause there are a, a, a good photographer friend of mine has stopped shooting weddings and she is only editing weddings now because she See? loves editing so much. And I was yeah. like, that is awesome. I do not. Mm -hmm. So, but like <laughs> seeing those things that you really enjoy holding on to those delegate the others. Um, I think that's so great. And then as your business changes and evolves, you may want to pull back some of those other things that maybe not doing them. You're like, actually, I do miss that. I really like that. And I think I could do it better. And, you know, maybe I can delegate this thing now. Uh, I think, I think that's really cool. I love, I love that all those there's so many mindsets that you talked about I know. I, i'm like <laughs> a mindset freak i just love all of the all the different mindsets i think that keeping that open mind of uh of looking at all those different things is yeah is so powerful yeah right. i think it's important to remember that you don't have to always be in control of every single thing and that's why you have to mm -hmm. adopt these mindsets because yeah. you're learning how to like go easy on yourself. Like it's yeah. okay to make a mistake. It's okay. If this person wasn't a good hire, it's okay. Like it's all a part of the process it's making you a better person and just be flexible, have grace. Like we're all learning. Everybody is learning. We're not all just professionals in our first year of business or first five years of business. There's so much more to be, to be learned through experience. And I believe in failing and failing a lot and failing fast because they're all lessons. And then once you get through that lesson and you've conquered that and you've gained wisdom, mm -hmm. you become a professional. You see, it's all a part of the process. So. It's all a part of the process. <laughs> and I, I think that is so good to keep that mindset of nothing is a failure. It's all a lesson because you can you can lose. I lost money uh, hiring people to create Facebook ads for me. I lost money on the ads because they didn't perform well. And the people that mm. I hired didn't perform well, but I took that as a lesson instead of just being like, oh, I failed and I lost all this money and I'm not a good CEO of my business, but taking that, reforming it into a lesson that I can learn to go forward the next time. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to look through the messaging of somebody. If you're trying to hire another one, you'd be like, you know what? Let me look and see because last mm -hmm. time. And so uh -huh. now you're smarter because of it versus exactly. when let's say you're a millionaire down the road and you're like, let me just hire a random ad person you're not going to waste more money in the long run right yeah you saved that'll yourself be, that'll be a big <laughs> loss at that point <laughs> um yes <laughs> well, yeah well alora this has been so good i have loved getting to to chat with you about this i i love all the all the strategies and like the <laughs> mindset tips and everything that you shared today um before we kind of wrap this up there's uh, a question that i always like to ask and that is what are you loving this week um could be you know a new book or a movie or something fun whatever it is what are you loving this week what am i loving oh my goodness okay well okay. i took my own advice and i am starting a hobby i just haven't nice. quite figured it out yet <laughs> okay <laughs> haven't figured out what the hobby is going to be sure or? that is my goal yeah i just haven't figured out like what hobby it is yet because i want to like dive into it i i need my yeah. my break from my job and like stop strategizing stop binging so mm -hmm. um i think i'm gonna like dabble into interior design again so i've been kind of like going nice. through sketches i used to i actually like 
design my own home, like from my iPad, just like taking the dimensions and like drawing yeah, yeah. things. So I'm going to start doing that again. Um, hmm. Books. I haven't really read any. Um, hmm. I, I, I that's not... all I got. <laughs> cool. I love, I love that. That is, I, I feel like we need hobbies. I actually had a podcast on this, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, a, a photographer friend came on, uh, cause he plays, plays guitar all the time. And we talked about hobbies and how important hobbies are to boost your creativity mm-hmm. because you're getting out of your normal routine. And, um, yeah, I, I also need more hobbies. Um, so <laughs> I don't think interior design is going to be mine. Uh, looking around this office right now. It's but, cute. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Those boxes over there, they're, fine. they look amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. Um, let's see for me. Um, what am I loving this week? Um, I am loving, uh, I don't know. What am I loving? I, I did. See, start it's a, a hard book. question. It <laughs> is a hard question. I usually have a list, but I don't have my phone within arm's reach. Um, I started a new book. I have that within arm's reach. Um, See? it's called, uh, more than this by Patrick Ness. It is backwards, uh, on the video, but, um, oh. <laughs> it's a backwards book you find like, out the is it ending anime or manga or- <laughs> okay i'm back but yeah it's um i didn't know anything about it it was just one of those that um someone had suggested that i check out because at the end it's just like wait what and i love those books that just make you say wait what at the end is it like or, a that's what was going on mystery or it's thriller? kind of a mystery um i'm like I know 15 chapters in right now. And, um, it is, it starts off. Um, it, it was very jarring, uh, starting off with, uh, the main character drowning and, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, so this is interesting. And then he like, (laughs) he wakes up and is trying to figure out like, wait, is this like, where am I? This is not what I last remember. And now he's like trying to figure out it's like almost like he wakes up in like a post-apocalyptic type place, but it's not the same location that he was. So he's figuring out, is this like, like a purgatory type thing? Do I need to like complete a task or something to move on to the afterlife? And it's very interesting. A lot of like flashbacks to earlier on in his life and trying to piece together what's going on and i'm like 15 chapters in and still have no idea what's going on um <laughs> i think it's probably going to be like that till the end uh but yeah it's it's an interesting book um so if you cool. like those kinds I wrote it of down. Like, okay sweet yeah and i'll have uh i'll have a link in the show notes as well um speaking of show notes let's put your links <laughs> in there uh too where can people find you where can they follow along uh you listen to your podcast all those things Oh, yeah. Okay. So my podcast is called Hello CEO. um, And I have a six month group coaching program called the Wedding CEO. See, as a play on words. Um, Uh And we'll be opening the doors here soon in like September. So that's going to be super fun. Um, Let's see. Oh, I also have a free like wedding editorial video masterclass if you're interested in how to create cinematic images and like what are the secrets to having editorial weddings i have that um i could send you a link to all of those 
So perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll have links to all those in the show notes um, as well. Alora, thanks so much for being on the show. I, I really enjoyed getting to talk to you today. Yay. It was so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 130. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. I create events for every upcoming podcast so you can see who's going to be on the show and you can get in and talk with us early. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Alora is at alora.rochelle. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show if you like it. Share it with a friend. I would love for you to grow this community that we have and share it with your friends. Share it with fellow entrepreneurs and photographers who you think would get something out of this to grow their business, build their community, and have a lifestyle they always dreamed of. Until next week, I'll see you in that Facebook community. Bye!